Hello, all. Warren Williams here with the trailer for the November. Now, remember, it's no longer the Garden Education Podcast. It is the November episode of the Food Literacy Podcast. And again, we will include information about gardening and gardening education. But we will also cover everything that you can imagine is food-related, from cooking to uh, consumer education to you name it. (laughs) Anything related to food, we will be covering. So um, also want to announce that beginning in December, the podcast will drop the second Tuesday of every month. And we would do that in collaboration with our partner, Chicago Grows Food. And they will drop their newsletter on the second Tuesday of each month. And you will have access to the podcast as well. I also want to reiterate that the audio that I do regarding the podcast If you like it, that's great. I appreciate it. Continue to listen. But I want to remind people that we put a lot of pertinent information into a webpage that comes along with the audio. So we encourage people to check the links, check the information that's in the website because actually, to be honest, It may be uh, the most important part, not just my golden voice. So at any rate, I want to make sure people know to do that. And also, a lot of the stuff related to food literacy will be part of that. So uh, books, book reviews, articles, websites, uh, video, whatever the case may be. You'll find the link in the webpage that accompanies the audio link. So look forward to that. We're excited about all the changes that are upon us regarding uh, food literacy and food literacy education. That includes garden education here in Chicago, USDA, Zone 5 slash 6. So stay tuned for the full episode, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Hello, all. Orrin Williams here with the November, remember, November, not Garden Education Podcast, but November 2022 Food Literacy Podcast. And oh, yes, we will still be covering garden-related Top, but we will really jump in with food literacy stuff in December and then moving forward after that. We are currently lining up guests and doing a lot of research about what we're going to bring you uh, in terms of topics related to food and food literacy. And what do we mean by that? Well, for our purposes, we mean by food literacy, 
kind of everything related to food relative to household. And so uh, we want to provide education and resources for people that are at home or in community folks around how to, as we've been doing, grow food. But also, we want to cover things like recipes and cooking techniques and consumer education, um, different issues around, and just different issues around food uh, in general. So, but at any rate, like I said in the beginning, I'm Warren Williams. I'm the Food Systems Coordinator for the Chicago Partnership for Health Promotion, a program of the Office of Community Engagement and Neighborhood Health Partnerships at UIC. I'm also the Executive Director of the Center for Urban Transformation. I am the co-host and co-producer of the Roots Watering Hole podcast series, which produces these episodes. And my co-host and co-producer as soil scientist and soil enthusiast, Dr. Akila Martin. So, again, we're just going to jump in and start with a November episode. Uh, get you ready for the holiday coming up, the Thanksgiving holiday. And so if you don't have anything to do, you can listen to the podcast. How about that? <laughs> At any rate. We reminded you of the podcast changes coming up, particularly for the December episodes and beyond. And we will, given no glitches, offer an episode uh, every month related to food literacy. And again, um, you know, dealing every month with things related to gardening. Home gardens are our priority. Uh, let's be clear about that. And, you know, as, we, as we've stated before, our priority also in Chicago in an effort to give people some guidance about how to grow and garden safely, uh, we prioritize fabric grow bags. But that said, they have a broader application that I think you'll be interested in. And I want you to consider scale. While we can grow some things out at home in our backyard, front yard, front porch, back porch, wherever you decide you want to garden at home, uh, you can only grow a limited amount of food. And that might be enough for your family and uh, only maybe certain uh, things that you really like to eat. But as we have to come to terms with food supply issues, uh, things like that, getting more people involved, getting more people eating fruits and vegetables, we will need to increase the scale at which we grow. So, again, an important consideration here is we always offer a webpage with the audio. And as such, look for some links to a couple of videos about larger-scale growback operations. When you look at them, though, also remember where we are located uh, here in Chicago and USDA hardiness zones five and six. And while I'm suggesting that larger scale operations are possible, remember we have to deal with it in a way that is suitable for uh, the conditions that we face here. 
I think the videos of that will be linked in the webpage. They're like from Florida. So they have different conditions. And that's just a general observation. Uh, remember, we have to tune our operations to uh, our environment, just like people in Florida can't do some of the things that we can do. Uh, some things that will grow well there won't grow well here. Um, and some things don't like some of the heat and other conditions associated with Florida that we can grow here. So just keep that in mind generally, but also begin to understand scale and what that means and the possibilities for those of you that may have the resources and the interest to grow a large scale, grow back operations, even commercially, those opportunities do exist and may in fact be necessary as we try to grow food more locally and regionally. We'll also be taking a look at a little video that I found interesting. I hope you'll check it out. And if you want to make your own grow bags, uh, this uh, particular video uh, shows you how to do that. And it wasn't that expensive. I mean, what's expensive and what's not expensive? Those are relative terms. It all depends on your budget. But the person that put this video together seemed to uh, not have to have a huge capital outlay to be able to do that. May not be something you're interested in doing, given the fact that pretty much grow bags are reasonable. And oftentimes even their programs, like our program, that we are in coalition with uh, at Chicago Gross Food, um, there may be opportunities to get grow bags um, in our home garden uh, installation program that we hope will be funded and that we will be able to operate again in 2023. And we also have a grow bag kit that we give out mostly to um, schools. Uh, but that's an opportunity to get a grow bag, see how it works, get some instruction, uh, even try it out. And then you can connect with us and get more information if you decide that that's something you want to do on a larger scale at home uh, or in uh, your classroom and your youth programs, whatever the case may be. So that's Chicago Gross Food. And also, uh, we have, with Chicago Gross Food, we have a new executive director, uh, Elizabeth Berkeley, and the website has been updated. So we will link to that as well. And we'll, we are really excited about um, the future of the coalition and uh, our program. So uh, you'll get a chance to check out the website and see what's going on and what's coming up in the future. Also, uh, December, we'll have for you our crop planning and uh, best container veggies uh, guide. So the guide to be specific to containers, uh, what things grow best or maybe best options for people here in our zone and for people who have limited space. And even that said, some things like tomatoes that come determinate and indeterminate, and what that means is determinate tomato plants grow to a certain height and a certain size. 
and are typically uh, compatible with uh, Robax. Uh, indeterminates, they can grow pretty tall. Um, they typically vine. Uh, you need to support them with trellises and those sorts of things. But also, you can still grow them in grow bags, but you have to offer different kinds of support um, that you may want to do even using grow bags as the medium, your garden medium for those plants. Uh, we had some de uh, indeterminate plants this year, but we also have a greenhouse, but they did take over the greenhouse. Uh, and I will say we had a really nice harvest. Each one of those on average yielded about 15 tomatoes each. And we had four or five of them uh, this year. So really happy with the production. Uh, again, the guide will offer uh, determinate varieties that you may be interested in growing. But that does not say you can't use a grow bag to do gardening using indeterminate varieties. But you're going to have to consider how you're going to support the plant with trellises or or tomato cages or whatever option you want to use to support your indeterminate tomatoes. So look for that guide in the next episode. We should have it printed and ready to go and offer some information about just general information about how to get started uh, with a few crops uh, in your grow bag. So uh, look forward to that. You'll have that in hand as you get ready to buy your seeds and stuff in January and or begin to actually start your seeds indoors if that's an option you choose to do. And, but even if you don't do that, uh, when you go to the garden centers or wherever you're going to go to select your seedlings, you'll have an idea about what kind of seedlings you might want to purchase that are really, really more compatible with fabric grow bags or other kind of containers if, if that's the gardening option you choose to do. The other thing that... Like I said, we're going to deal with food literacy as opposed to just focus completely on uh, garden information. We're really excited about that. So one site that we've been paying particular attention to and that we get an email from these folks on a weekly basis chocked with resources and information about food as medicine, and it's the Food as Medicine website. And we will include a link to that website in the webpage for this episode. So plenty of information there, plenty of things to consider. Uh, we all know the importance of eating and uh, food in terms of helping to have better health outcomes for our families and ourselves. So, yeah, check that out. Check out their information. And again, we'll link to them. And also, in this particular episode, think about what's being called regenerative farming. And that's a real interesting prospect and a real interesting future, in my mind, in terms of producing our food, because it pays attention to soil life, soil quality, uh, as much as anything else related to farming. It pays attention to the practices that we utilize because we have to begin to save our topsoil. 
We lose a tremendous amount of topsoil every year. That's a practice we need to stop doing. Also, regenerative uh, farming and gardening practices are vital in terms of helping us mitigate uh, climate change. So uh, we'll add a link about that as well. Not a real long episode here. Like I said, we have a lot of information in the webpage that you should check out. If you haven't done it already, clean up your garden. Get everything set up for your next season in the spring. Get all your tools cleaned up, stored, that sort of thing. That's the best advice I can offer you. Um, If you are doing long-term or fall winter gardening, you're probably already on your way in terms of season extension practices, whether you have a cold frame or you have a mini greenhouse or you're going to use garden cover cloth and hoops or you're going to build low tunnels or high tunnels, whatever the case may be, Um, you should be well on your way. As I sat to record this particular episode, there's snow in the forecast for this week coming up in Chicago. And I noted that the prediction for temperatures uh, toward the end of the week have temps as, as low as 20 degrees, 19 degrees uh, for a low. It's here. You know, last week we had a string of 70 degree temperatures and we've had unseasonably mild temperatures here in Chicago, even though we had a a bit of a break from that uh, about a month or so ago. We got some some days close to freezing, uh, but now temperatures are going to be even colder as we anticipate for this time of year. Uh, so, you know, just hunker down, prepare for the winter, whether you're growing or not. Get your gardens uh, cleaned up. Um, get your tools and everything ready to go. Uh, turn your water off. Get your hoses in. Uh, get everything stored. So, yeah, I'm not going to belabor this this month. Uh, a lot of stuff coming up in December and January and February and beyond as we offer episodes related to gardening um, that will get you started um, next uh, season. So again, we'll offer some tips about some crops you may want to consider for your, for your containers. Uh, we will be cluing you in in terms of if you're going to do seed starts, what that equipment might look like, uh, what you're going to need to do that, and what to start doing a particular month so that you can transplant them throughout the spring, early summer, and the next summer, whatever the case may be. And again, we'll be offering all kinds of food-related information for you. So we're excited about the changes. We're excited about continuing to serve our local community uh, and the communities beyond in terms of growing food that support ourselves and our families um, and support healthy ways of life. So, Orrin Williams here. I'm the Food Systems Coordinator for the Chicago Partnership for Health Promotion, a program out of the Office of Community Engagement and Neighborhood Health Partnerships at UIC. I'm the Executive Director of the Center for Urban Transformation and the co-host and co-producer of the Roots Watering Hole podcast series. Thank you. Stay tuned for the December episode. Peace.